Warning! The following episode contains mature subject matters, mentions of immigrant culture, and a Brazilian host with the energy of a chaotic vampire. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Laura Farito Show. My name is Laura Faritos, and this is my show. <laughs> that sums it up. This is episode 4, my first subway ride in Canada. Enjoy! Hello, hello! Thank you so much for coming back to my podcast if you've previously listened to episodes 1 to 3. If this is your first time listening to my podcast, hello, nice to meet you. My name is Laura Faritos. I'm a Brazilian immigrant. I've been living in Canada for roughly 10 years now. And this podcast is my outlet to talk about my really weird lived experiences, to interview some really fun interesting people that I've come across and to promote businesses or brands that I really enjoy using in my personal lifestyle. That sums it up. So, let's let's talk about story time. Because I've mentioned in a few episodes that I am one of those chaotic friends who tends to witness a lot of things at the wrong place at the wrong time. And I figured that I should start putting my money where my mouth is, right? And tell you some of those stories. <laughs> this, this is a story that I like to talk about as the curiosity killed the cat. <laughs> a lot of my friends, a lot of the people who know me, know me well enough in person, have heard me tell this story at least once. And this is the story of my first ever subway ride in Canada, as the episode title leads you to know. So, when I first moved to Canada, I was fascinated about almost everything that was different from Brazil. Like, the subway and the overall transit system that we have here, the TTC, was fascinating in so many ways to me. So one day, I went to the subway by myself, and I honestly felt like Bilbo Baggins leaving the Shire for the first time. I was visibly fascinated by little things like the fact that there aren't cockroaches or pigeons or rats fighting in the subway in, like, every corner you look. I also overlooked some crazy-ass shit because I was like, oh well, I don't know what's normal in Canada. Because another thing that you need to know about me is that besides being at the wrong place at the wrong time, it's not that I'm gullible or naive, it's that I am always disappointed but never surprised. (laughs) So if, if, if I see something that most people consider to be out of the ordinary, I might, I might be disappointed of like, wow, that's not nice. But I will not be surprised. I'll be like, well, I guess people just do that. <laughs> I take, I, I, I try not to take normalcy for granted anywhere, specifically because my mind is open to different people, different cultures. But yeah, 
that that makes me overlook a lot of things very often until people tell me, Laura, that's not normal. And then I'm going to be like, what? <laughs> so, for instance, in the subway, there was this guy who was asleep on the seat right next to the door. And I, I found that fascinating because no one, at least when I lived in Brazil, I don't know if it's different now because it's been 10 years. So any of my Brazilian fans listening, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. But back when I was in Brazil, I, I never saw anyone sleeping in public transit. Like everyone was entirely self-aware because if you sleep in a public transit in Brazil, at least the ones that I went to when I lived there, you're most likely gonna get robbed <laughs> or taken advantage of in some way or another. It's just not good survival skills in Brazil to sleep at a bus or a subway, in my opinion. Like I said, Brazilian listeners, feel free to correct me if this is something that's changed, you know? But when I saw that man sleeping on uh, the subway, I was fascinated. I thought, wow, how wonderful. The science of a first world country. A man can sleep soundly, peacefully on the subway and not get robbed. What a dream. <laughs> um, until the subway got to a certain station and this other man wearing sunglasses stood up kicked the sleeping man in the face like in front of me in front of my very eyes he stood up kicked the poor guy in the face and then ran away before the subway doors closed the sleepy man woke up in utter shock and he barely had time to react to getting kicked in the face and he couldn't even chase the guy because by the time he stood up the subway already closed the door and already left it was the perfect crime <laughs> Try to picture that. Try to picture that for a second. This man is sleeping in front of me, nearly snoring. I'm looking at him the way that, that, that you know, moms look at their babies sleeping. And you're like, oh, you're so peaceful, so sweet and sleeping sound. And then this man in a hoodie just stands up, kicks him across the face. <laughs> and runs away. <laughs> Just as I'm thinking that this is a first world country where you can sleep in peace and not get robbed. So this guy gets kicked in the face for free. For free. For free. The man didn't kick him in the face to take his money. The man wasn't even interested in seeing whether that guy had any valuables on him. He just wanted someone to kick in the face for free. Do you understand? <laughs> There was no ulterior motive besides the motive of kicking a sleepy man in the face. <laughs> and because the people in that particular subway cart were not at all surprised with what happened, I thought, yes, this is normal in Canada. <laughs> Never sleep in the subway in any country. Noted. <laughs> And then, as I sat down on my seat, there was another strange phenomenon on the same ride. Um, basically, there was this guy who walked in, and he sat in front of me. And he was clearly intoxicated. 
And I remember thinking, poor man, I hope he doesn't fall asleep. <laughs> he might not survive another, <laughs> another kick in the face there. <laughs> and then as I'm scanning him from head to toe, I had to double take because like, I don't know how else to tell you this, y'all. There was a huge lump in this man's pants. I don't know what other way to tell you without sounding like a pervert. There was a huge lump in his pants. A huge volume in his pants going from his crotch to his knee. I thought like... No. There must be some sort of explanation. There's no way that this... Well... Is it? Is it not? Is it possible? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe he's just a really well-endowed gentleman who... I don't know, got stung by a bee? And now his dick is swollen? Entirely possible. Maybe he's not human? You know? Maybe maybe he's a unicorn and the horn is in the wrong head. <laughs> maybe this is just the norm in Canada. Lumpy dicks might be a thing. Who knows, Canadians might just be well endowed. <laughs> As I'm all philosophical, staring at this man's crotch, thinking of all the possible explanations for the lump in his pants, he notices me looking at him okay and then he makes really intense eye contact with me like eyes wide open faced at me and i immediately immediately blinked my asshole i i always have to explain this to people in english but piscaruku <laughs> piskeuku is like a really funny expression that we have in portuguese I did say in episode zero that I would eventually teach you how to cuss or say like bad words or bad slangs in Portuguese. So let's begin with this one. Piscar o cu. To blink the asshole. Pisquei o cu. I blinked my asshole. Piscou o cu. They blinked their asshole. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I blinked my asshole. Um, what do I mean by I blinked my asshole? What I mean is that this man made really intense eye contact with me. And I clenched my butt so hard that it was almost like my butt just blinked. Like, meow. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> I blinked my asshole. And he shot up. And I shit you not. This man starts unzipping his pants in the middle of the subway, okay? This is my first ever experience in a subway in Canada. Not only did I see a man getting his face kicked right away as my first introduction. Second man that I see is unzipping his pants in front of me. And in my mind, I was like, uh, no, <laughs> there's no way this is happening right now. I did not survive 15 years in Brazil, of all places, to die in Canada. Like this. In a subway. No, thank you. Surely the Canadians will do something. But then I look around 
And you know what the Canadians are doing? The Canadians are looking at the ceiling as if they cannot see shit. One guy is looking at his watch and kicking his heels. The other guy is fucking clipping his toenail. Which, by the way, who does that? Who in the right mind removes their shoe and their socks in a subway to clip their toenails? What is wrong with you? Who raised you? <laughs> and so I looked around. I saw that. And I basically heard crickets. Like, I thought that I would look around at the Canadians and be like, Canadians will do something to protect me, right? But it was more like crickets. They couldn't care less. So I look back at this man. And... Alright, it seems like I'm on my own. <laughs> and this guy sticks his entire arm, like, up to his elbow, down his pants. All the way to his knee. At which point, I did not just blink my asshole. I'm gonna be very honest with you. I shut it. I shut my asshole. It was permanently clenched. And then he removed from his pants a plot twist not even M. Night Shyamalan could have come up with. <laughs> no, it was not his dick. Fortunately and unfortunately, it was not his dick. It was something so Canadian that you wouldn't even believe how ridiculously Canadian it is. It was not the CN Tower. It was not Poutine. It was not Beaver Tails. And it was not a Caesar's cocktail. It was also not ketchup chips. By the way, if, if, if you're wondering why I'm mentioning all these things, it's because these are typically Canadian things. But no, it was none of those things that he removed from his pants. Do you know what it was? It was a bag of milk. Yep. A milk bag. A plastic bag. Full of cow milk. Milk from a cow inside a plastic bag that was inside this man's pants for some godforsaken reason but you gotta keep in mind that this story could end here and that would already be a really funny story you know like this man removed a bag of milk from his pants oh oh what the fuck ha 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 the end but you have to keep in mind the context that one this was my first ever ride in a Canadian subway ever. That was my introduction as to my expectations of Canadians. <laughs> Second, I did not know bags of milk were a thing at that point. Because in Brazil, we only drink milk from a carton. So, as far as I was concerned, this man just had a plastic bag full of white stuff that he just kept in his pants and then he held up his milk bag or as I thought his cum bag <laughs> uh, he held up his bag of white stuff like it was the fucking Lion King or something like he just held it up like a baby you know like ah! and I was like Ooh. What is that? Like, this man was definitely mentally ill, but at the time, I didn't realize. I was just really, really freaking confused. And then, 
he sat down with his pants still unzipped and cradled the milk bag like a baby in front of me. And I'm not sure if he thought the milk bag was his baby or maybe he was just really protective of it and he put the milk bag in his pants because he likes his milk warm. Who knows? It's mental illness one way or another, so I'm not judging, you know? I'm just... It was a lot. For that to be my introduction to Canadians, <laughs> I think that set me up to have no expectations of people for the next five years. I still don't, but still. <laughs> Most importantly, um, I came home from the subway, and as far as I was concerned, everything that I witnessed was a normal day in Canada. My mom was really eager to hear all about the subway ride and she was like, So, any comments about the Canadian subway? What is it like? What did you think? Did you meet anyone? Tell me all of it. And I went, Can you believe they have no cockroaches, pigeons or rats fighting in the subway? It's clean. It's a first world country. And the seats are fabric, not plastic. Fancy people stuff. <laughs> Over the years, I've seen even more weird things in the subway. And I would love to do an episode where I interview Toronto comedians about the worst things they've witnessed in the subway. Because what's normal to me might not be normal to you. But what if it is? What if... What if Torontonians can just relate to this? Well, this was the story time of my first ever ride in a Canadian subway. I hope you enjoyed it. What about you? Have you had any weird experiences in a public transit? Do you have any weird stories? Please share it with me. Maybe I'll open a submission box so you can share your stories. And this was the episode. You've made it to the end. You listened to my voice this whole time and it didn't drive you crazy. Congratulations. Thank you so much for supporting me. I truly appreciate it. If it wasn't for you, I would be talking to myself. So, <laughs> thank you. If you'd like to stay up to date with my weekly episodes and occasional videos, please follow me on Instagram and subscribe to my YouTube channel at Laura Faritos. If you'd like to stay up to date with my work besides the show, please go ahead and sign up for my monthly newsletter. There I summarize key takeaways from my episodes, I share links to any other content I produce, and I also include tickets to comedy shows, so that's always nice. Finally, if you'd like to take an extra step and support the making of the show, please consider making a one-time donation, buying my merch, or signing up for my Patreon for just $2 a month. You get all my content ad-free, full length, and sometimes even the behind-the-scenes process. I'm looking at you, media production students. You like the show? Huh? Do you? Do you? You like the show? Prove it. Give me your money. Pay me cash. Dollars. I want dollars. This has been a public service announcement. See you in the next episode. Ciao, ciao.
sou foda.